0: Go on. yeah we on? Yeah. Recording? Thank you. Linda. Yep. Sorry about that, yep. that. All right. So that's <laughs> it. That, that's pretty much. That's yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So as I was saying, um, the vision that I believe that God has given the King's people and has expressed to us this past several weeks is building God's house, God's way as family on a mission. And I, you know, I feel like what God wants me to share today is more on the missional side of things, um, although it includes a little bit of the house building stuff as well on the, the church side. Um, I think for I think for many of us, the whole idea of the mission is sometimes elusive and even frustrating. Um, it can be at times, and uh, I think that there's a reason why. God allows us to experience that frustration or the elusiveness of trying to figure out what it is He wants us to do to impact an area. And I personally believe that um, that one of the main reasons, and I'm not saying this is exhausted, but I, I believe that one of the main reasons for that is because I, I don't think God's necessarily going to drop um, the mission in our lap so to speak. Now there may be times when he gives us an assignment that we can step right into, but as far as like a community mission, um, I don't don't, uh, believe that he is going to just drop that in our laps. Um, Because not not without us experiencing the process. And I I think that there's a reason for that. Um, And I believe the main reason for that is because God is interested in quality. And so, um, with that said, you know, there's times when the mission might seem elusive or frustrating, because we feel like we need to do something for God when it comes to mission. And rightly so. You know, that's part of the DNA God's put inside of us. But I think oftentimes what happens is that we're tempted to forfeit the process that Develops the character, the quality, the love, um, the lifestyle that God wants to create in us that equips us for the mission. And so then we there's a temptation to want to either quit and leave the the body we're a part of because we're just not doing anything. I mean, I've felt that temptation, just being real. Um, Especially because the way my wife and I are bent, we're, we're bent more in that direction. So it's not easy for us to endure the process, so to speak. Um, but I also think that um, with, with the idea of doing the mission of God, um, the process of God only comes through covenant. And so, um, that word might freak some people out. I think sometimes when some people think of covenant, they think of weird stuff that they may have experienced when, you know, you got to sign the paper so we're in covenant in our church or whatever. Um, but, you know, the way I kind of define covenant is family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that when you define it that way, it's more inviting. <laughs> But it's also a little scary. It can be scary. And I think this is why the tempta- the, the, there's a temptation to just settle with being frustrated with, with not having a mission. And at the same time, avoid this this scariness of stepping into family. Because, as we all know, sometimes family gets ugly. <laughs> Um however it's also a beautiful thing you know and so um as we discuss kind of the missional aspect of this thing today i really want to um i want to discuss a little bit about family and i believe that um that the mission that god has for the house churches or some of the families in this community Um, are on the cusp. I believe God really wants to start to birth some of that stuff in the season that we're in. Um, But again, it's not going to happen without us developing a quality of life that God wants us to. And I think that we've got to a certain place now where um, the Lord is pleased and He wants to start to release some of these things. I really believe that. Awesome. but you know, we can't force or fake family. <laughs> you just can't. I mean, just think about that. Just think about trying to do that in your family. It's like it's it's gotta be something natural and real and 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 authentic, right? So um, you know, when I when I think of like, okay, so Mike, how do you how do you ground what you just said in the word? You know? Um there was a passage that came to mind as I was meditating on this in Acts thirteen. You know, it was the church in Antioch, which which at that point had been around for a little while. So the, the communal aspect of it was there, and of course that church had been planted um, by Paul. But during that time, um, the it says that that they, the community. We're fasting and worshiping the Lord, and the Holy Spirit said, you know, set apart for me, Saul and Barnabas. And so, I think there's something about the idea of developing our relationship with one another, and developing our relationship with the Lord. I mean, there's you just can't, like, it's so so often when we hear about mission, a lot of times it has to do with our relationship with the lord and then our personal mission that comes out of that which is which i think is completely biblical but i think what god's trying to get at in our midst is something deeper and it has to do with our relationship obviously with him but also with each other and i i think that as we develop our relationship with one another more um intentionally that a lot of the creativity that's inside of us, as we gather together in the presence of the Lord and worship, and as, you know, there's prophetic words that come out calling these things out. That's why I think Paul was so intent and so adamant about the church prophesying. Because these are the types of things, I think, that, that one, it builds and edifies the church, but I think that a lot of the things that are laying dormant in God's people need to be addressed in the Spirit so they'll come out. And so that there's one accountability, so we see each other according to the spirit, and then two, it it, it gives us the freedom to be who we are. I want you to, um, I want to just it, it share something with you guys that it was a prophetic word. It was, um, I had a meeting with a really good friend of mine who is a missionary in the Middle East, and he, um, this was about six years ago. Lisa and I were praying about. Because God was stirring our hearts to step away from our role at Fire Church as, as associate pastors. and um, So I sit down with this brother, and, and he starts... To, we're just talking, hanging out. He didn't even realize he was prophesying to me. And so he starts to share his heart. And I wrote this down in my journal after our meeting. And so this brother really encouraged me to step back from my life and look at the big picture. Now, I'm trying to give us all... A little bit of practical insight here. So please take take this same encouragement and apply it to your life. And he said, I, I just want you to step back from your life and look at the bigger picture of what God is doing. And th- these are some things that stood out to me about our, our little meeting. He said, I've always seen something on you that draws people to you. But when I saw you last, I wondered, where's his army? Not an army that serves you, but an army that serves the purposes of God with you. And then he said this. He he looked me in the eyes and he said this to me. He said, he said, Mike, where are the people you're in covenant with? And then he said, the things God wants to do with you and your family will not happen without covenant relationships. And I'm telling you, when he said that, I just, I felt undone. I felt naked, I felt like, I had no answer for these things. (laughs) This was six years ago. I knew I had the answer of my wife, you know, that's the obvious. But it's like, outside of our relationship, I was like, you know, I've got some really good friends, you know, but that I would consider some of them family, you know. But when it came to like the missional aspect of my life and moving forward into the things God's calling me to, I, I didn't have an answer for that. And it freaked me out a little bit. Because my, my paradigm was being very challenged in that moment. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna write this down in my journal and I'm just gonna ponder these things and just kinda sit on this for a minute. Because you can't fake or force family. So it's like, if it ain't happening, then, you know, okay, Jesus, how are we going to deal with this? What are we going to do from here? So this was like six years ago. This was before the king's people. This was right before the king's people launched. So I want, I want you guys to open your Bibles because into Ephesians 3. Um, and I want to try to answer the question, Why? Is family, or why are covenant relationships so important to God? Especially in the aspect, in, in 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 relation to mission. I mean, obviously, this applies to just why why is covenant why are covenant relationships important to God in, in the church? I think that's an obvious answer, but as it relates to mission, um, I want to look into that a little bit. Because again, I I hope I'm being clear, I really believe that as we live out family, family, and family with the Lord, with each other with the Lord, as we live that out, I believe that God is not only going to stir up gifts and pull out callings and assignments and, and bring parts of this body together to work together, but I, I think that there is, as he does that, there's going to be an authority released that's, that's going to um, give us the wisdom and the strategy and the love and the character to transform parts of our city. So let's look at this, Ephesians 3. For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles... This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, sharers together in the promise of Christ Jesus. Okay, I'm going to read on in a minute, but I want to say something about this. So here Paul expresses his administration as an apostle in bringing this revelation that was made known to the apostles and prophets that now that Jesus Christ has released this gift of the new creation to humanity, that there's that part of that mystery is that He has done it in the Jews, and He's done that same gift in the Gentiles. He's released that same gift. So you have the new creation bursts on the scene, first with the Jews, then with the Gentiles. And He's saying He's going to make them one. One new race... One new man, Christ is the head. This is what he's saying. So he's talking about a coming together covenant. He's talking about two people, two, two races of people that would have never come together. Their, their traditions, their ways of thinking, their gods, their, everything was different. And, and Paul's saying, so this, this is the mystery. The new creation has brought them together as one family. So now let's look at verse 7. I became a servant of this gospel by the by the gift of God's grace given to me through the working of His power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given to me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery which for the ages past was kept hidden in God, who created all things. I really want to focus on these next couple verses. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly realms, according to His eternal purpose that He accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In Him, and through faith in Him. We may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory. I want to look at verse 10 again. His intent was that now, through the church, through this new race of people, this covenant family, right? He's going to make known... The manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly realms. When I used to read this passage, six years ago, when I was asked that question, where are the people you're in covenant relationship with? I used to think this passage in the context of Western church culture that I was brought up in. And I would feel so like, where is that manifold wisdom? Because the word manifold is like abundantly diverse wisdom. I've heard someone even call it multicolored or multifaceted. But when I would read this passage, I would think it through that context of like Western church culture. And it would frustrate me. I would feel so like, how is the church supposed to impact and transform society? People don't want to come into our churches. I mean, some do. I, 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 that's, that, was a, that was an overarching sweeping judgment. Forgive me. But a lot of people... You know, I, I, I used to do a lot of inner city work, uh, ministry. And most of those people wouldn't come into one of our white churches. I mean, let's face it. It's like, it's just a different culture. But I'll tell you a culture that a lot of people can relate to. It's called family and even if you have been brought up in a dysfunctional family, when you see and taste the real thing, mm-hmm. something comes alive in you. Mm-hmm. Doesn't the Bible say that God puts the lonely in families? Mm-hmm. So I used, to, I used to think about this, and I would get so frustrated. I would feel so restrained. And I didn't even realize, like I couldn't put two and two together. The first time I heard this passage preached on Was when Art Katz spoke on it, and it was it was very powerful, but I still it frustrated me because I'm like I was I was still thinking in a lot of ways. um, This was how many years ago was was Art? That was so too. Yeah, I mean that was a long time ago that Art spoke on this passage, and and I I was so frustrated because I felt so restrained because I was trying to think on how because I'm I have an outreach oriented mind. You know, my wife and I both like we we. Think this way, and we're like, so I'm sitting there like, okay, well, we could start another program to touch this uh, this part of you know the the city, or we could, and it's like, it it was very frustrating. (laughs) Yeah, I felt limited. I felt like there were restraints put on. But when God started to like redefine church in my mind, as we kind of as He called us away from our role, you know. Pastoring, and then he started uh, a process of like—I <laughs> mean, there was a lot of things that happened in that process. How would you define that, baby? <laughs> um, distilling, I guess, or like a, um, there was a breaking down of old mentalities. It was a death. <laughs> it was me- multiple deaths. <laughs> I guess I could say it that way, right? Um, but I started to see things differently. I started to see a little bit more of God's intention and his wineskin have you ever felt like a square peg trying to fit in a round hole in the church mm-hmm. and i mean some of us you know i mean this is a young work and i know we're making strides towards what god's god's intention is but some of us might even still feel like that in some ways that's okay frustration is not evil <laughs> it might feel like it but um Especially now that we're kind of going for it in this vein, and I, I'm going to reiterate things that Bob says because I don't see this as the end all. I don't see us as the people who've arrived. I don't see any of that. Like, I'm just making comments uh, based on, you know, my own experience. I have no, like, uh, hatred towards the church system. I mean, I love what God's doing in those realms. I do. I mean, I just, but I realize that there's a deeper reality God's after. Um and so I, I I just I have I have I have and I know of many people who have felt like that square peg trying to fit in a round hole in the church. And um, I'm grateful for that feeling because that's why I'm here now. If I was if I didn't experience that, if none of us experienced that, you know, we would just go on with things go on with the show and not you know be searching for what it is God's really after and so thank God for that right? Um, but I do believe that we need to allow that frustration or that feeling to turn into a heart's cry and many of us have may have already and, and maybe you have done that and you're discouraged or you're feeling like I just that's it I'm done whatever I'm just going with the flow here. It's okay. God knows he's not he's not freaking out, but I'm telling you, I believe the Lord is speaking, and I believe God is trying to to draw us in and draw out of us through the family we have developed up to this point, which we ha- we we have had some some family issues, <laughs> and and we've worked through those things, and this is this is part of life together, you know. I just, what I'm trying to speak into is that, look, don't be discouraged. God is trying to resurrect some things that are dormant in us. Um, and I, what, one, this is, the whole point of me sharing this kind of, uh, prelude is because I want to share a couple things that have stirred my heart as I've been kind of pondering God's call on this work. Um. And so I want to show a couple of videos. Um, And the reason I want to do this is because God shared a couple of weeks ago a word about creativity. Um, And I believe that there is a lot of potential in this body of creativity. I think that there are things that God is very, um, God himself is very excited about. And so one of the ways I felt like as I was praying into how to communicate this today, one of the ways I felt like God wanted to stir us and to like get that fire burning is to show a couple of videos because that are that, that will give us a visual of God's creative expression through his people. Um and I want to talk, just before that, I want to, I want to digress and, and just hit on that Ephesians 3.10 verse again. Mm-hmm. Because the manifold wisdom of God is what He is trying to get at. Mm-hmm. And I believe that in the right wineskin, that wisdom comes forth very naturally. But in the wrong wineskin... I believe that wisdom is hindered. I'm going to say that again. In the right wineskin, I believe that the multifaceted, multidimensional, abundant, colorful, amazing, powerful wisdom of God that confronts the powers of the air comes forth naturally. And so I... The reason I'm saying that is because it's the church that that wisdom comes forth through. It's the covenant race of people. It's the family, God's family, that that expression comes forth. So, after we're done watching these videos, I want to pray over us. But when (coughs) we are done with this six or seven weeks or whatever it's been of meetings... And we go back to our house churches. I really want to encourage us to start to, first of all, revisit Bob's message on identifying our personal gifts. And asking ourselves some questions. I think that one of the ways God wants to use this group to impact whatever person or people or family or region or you know neighborhood, whatever is is that we have to start asking questions. Like questions that might be a little uncomfortable even. I think we have to do that. We have to ask ourselves questions, and then I think that if we can answer those questions in our churches, in our house churches, that God's going to start to give some strategy. I really believe that. You know, Lisa and I had an an opportunity to meet with some missionary friends of ours that we, we shared a little bit of this with you guys. Who are moving off the field from the Philippines, and we—they were just in town for two weeks, staying with us, and they want to work with us in some capacity. We're not exactly sure how that's going to look yet, but it was really a little bit scary at times because we were discussing things as they relate to like our families, our children, and like their futures. And so, like this stuff like touches home and it touches a chord that's a little bit could be a little bit uncomfortable, but it was really cool because we started, what I noticed was I started to realize, like, as we were talking, like, when they were sharing their heart, their heart wasn't just about their vision. I can remember one specific time when, especially, well, actually both of them, but the husband especially spoke to Lisa and said, I am so excited about this thing that God, that's in your heart, and he started speaking into it. I could see this, and I could see that. And like, it was like, the dream started popping. It was like, she was like, wow, like, like this is really cool. Like we both were really like embracing what God was doing. It was powerful, man. It was powerful. I'm not sure what's going to come of it at this point because we're still in the connection part there. But we're trying to get the mind of God. We're asking a lot of questions. We're looking into things that are in many ways uncomfortable. But we realize that God is up to something, one, and two, that it's time. I don't want to keep feeling like a square peg trying to fit in a round hole. I don't know about you. I want to find my place with my peeps and get on with it.
1: You know what I'm saying?
0: Is that a tweetable? <laughs> 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 generation, you and gotta find my place get on with it <laughs> so what do you say I mean let's uh this is what I want to do I have a class that I teach at uh, fire school I'm going to set this down so people can see um actually, I'm gonna bring, gonna break it apart? <laughs> um, and in my class, I don't, I don't require a test. I do a quiz for scripture verses. Some of you guys might have been in that class, a couple of people. But I require a, um, I, I, I'm going to call it a, I call it in the class a project. I don't like that word when it comes to church community going on mission, because we don't want to treat people like a project, but... From now on, I'm going to refer to that. This is your class mission, okay? The mission in the class is I teach on the issue of the love of God as it's it's related to us through Scripture. And so my assignment for the students is, okay, about halfway through the class, I want you to start to develop a mission or a project in that context. Something creative so you can express the revelation you're getting, As you're taking the revelation from class, as you're taking the revelation from meditating on scriptures on the love of God into your prayer closet, uh, our prayer as a class is that you will start to get a revelation and understanding. Your heart will start to come alive with these truths. So when that starts to happen, I want you to express yourself in some creative way. And at the end of the semester, trimester, your job, it's a semester now, is to bring that creative expression And impart it to the class. Actually, we do it before the whole school. And so, um, that's my challenge to us. We've heard six weeks of Bob teaching on recalibrating to be God's people, to build God's house, God's way, as family on a mission. So my challenge to us is, we the, the revelation we've received, let's take it to our prayer closet, let's take it to our house churches, Let's pray over these things, let's discuss them, and let's develop a mission. I mean, let's find the heart of God and let him creatively express himself through this new wine skin that we're going for. And let's let's go for it. Yeah. So in light of that, out of that class, Evan put together a project and there's three things I'm gonna show us three videos today. Two of them are like four minutes long, one of them, if we watch the whole thing it's fifteen, we'd we'll probably cut it a little short. But I want us to just get a get some visual on God being creative through His people. Okay? So let's just do this. Sure. Whatever you guys want. Like I don't know. Should we record this? Oh, do you want to keep the recording? It's up to you guys. All right, so this was Evan's project. Now, every student did a project, but this, this one stood out. I don't know how to do it. Can you do it. No, it has the. Yeah, just hit that. Oh, yeah. It's 9660. <laughs> <6-6-0. laughs> You're my family. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be. Yeah. Read. read, read. <laughs> I don't know if you Part of a house church movement in the inner city of Kansas City, for those of you who don't know, called the King's Family. Um, Ryan Cubasina, who helps oversee that work, was a graduate from BRSM years ago, um, and so Jason, the guy who oversees our farming guys was leading a house church and at the beginning of every year in January, they take a month to fast and pray seeking God's permission in their churches well, one particular year the Lord spoke to them to start urban gardens and they started one little raised bed so their whole work came out of them going into a neighborhood and starting one little urban garden and then just started blowing up yeah you know, and God miraculously gave them different plots of land. I mean it was we went there a few years ago and they were it, it was pretty new even then and they you know they were like well this was a drug house they were going to condemn it but the city gave it to us. Yeah. Just crazy stuff like that. That yeah. you know but they had to be willing to go there. Yeah. <laughs> and be yeah. there. It was not the nicest place. They live they live in that <laughs> neighborhood. And so mean, is that, that motivation for bringing change would be a lot more if you live there. Yeah. Is that their YouTube channel? Uh, yeah, I think that was their YouTube channel. But, uh, yeah, the city has changed their ordinances to where now you can have goats and chickens in the city limits because of what these guys are doing. Because originally that was against the law there. Uh, but, yeah, I think they've received over six acres of property in inner-city lots. Amazing. Yeah. Um, And they've got a lot of favor with the city planners and (laughs) stuff there. So so I really, again, want to just encourage us to to kind of recap, to be family, and to seek the Lord for for specifics on mission uh, once we get back into our house churches. And also just kind of identify our own giftings, bring those things to the table, and see how we can you know, develop some creative strategies on, um, on the missional side of things. One of the cool things about Evan's video, which I failed to mention earlier, is that David Harwood, who wrote a book called God's True Love, he spoke, I think, at this, he spoke here before, right? When the barges were there. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it was so, the whole group, but it was Yeah, the some one folks the were there. Well, David Harwood, uh, ministers on the love of God all over the country, really, um, and so now he shows this video at some of the places he goes. It's on his website. He, like, promotes it because it's, it's a visual of the message. And so Evan started this little video out of this little class that we teach, and now it's being shared, you know, all over the place. And it's it's, it's kind of, be, I don't know if I would say it's a theme video for David Harwood, but I know that he points people to it frequently. Um, and so it's just, you never know. When you start with a little seed, like they said, what God will do with it, you know? So I just want to declare and pray over us that God will um, just take the creativity that's in this group. And as we come together and we do life together, that God will start to fashion something that is going to impact people's lives. So, Lord, thank you for this uh this day together Lord and these 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 amazing ministries and the things that you have the ways you have expressed your manifold wisdom through these gifts that we got to witness through these videos today and I just pray Father over this house God this community that you would uh stir our hearts father stir our hearts God we call forth gifts Lord we call forth um we call forth the mission of God for this community. Mm-hmm. We declare, God, over this city, God, that you've given us, or that you've planted us in, Lord, that, that the, the, the the manifold wisdom of God is going to come forth in this city through this group, God. We declare it today. And I pray, Father, that as we go back into our house churches and we uh, commune with you and we commune with each other, and even as we live life outside of uh those meetings, Father, especially as we live life outside of those meetings, Lord, that that these gifts that you've put inside of us, these callings and assignments, will begin to take shape, Lord, and and, and form into the thing you want us to participate in in regards to mission. We just uh, pray your blessing uh, over this work and um, over its its plowing forward into this city, Mm God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, does anybody have anything on your heart that you want to share in terms of like um, what God may have stirred? Something we might pray into or just something you think might encourage? Um, we're going to do a little bit of worship uh, since we did not do that at the beginning. Um, if you have something, maybe, just and you want to sit on it during worship and share it, uh, in prophecy or prayer, towards towards you know as we're worshiping, that would be fine. And then also, if there's a prayer need that you have that you like to make known, just to pray over, we can do that um, on the tail end of worship as well. So please feel free to do that. So, Brian, if you want to come up and lead some worship, listen. Feel free. I know you guys have been sitting for a while. If you want to get up and stretch a little bit, we're gonna spend some time in worship. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then if there's anything else yeah. that you wanna share or read, into... Oh. It, yeah.